once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat the best trick I know you're busy. That's why I've put together the Wisdom in All Things podcast to help you benefit from all there is to read, watch, and listen to. I search and sift to pull together some practical, inspirational things to benefit you in the whole of who we are to be, mind, body, and soul. I call this episode Peace Then Calm Under Pressure. Travis Bradbury says mistakes and pressures are inevitable. The secret to getting past them is to stay calm. New research shows that most of us go about staying calm the wrong way. So what is the right way? Should I stay or should I run? It may vary from person to person, but we all have at least one trigger that sends us into panic mode. Turns out trying to will ourselves to calm down has just about the same outcome as someone telling us to just chill. Willing something doesn't necessarily make it so. However, I have to say we could always just carry around this picture of the boat that I included in this article. Boat at sunset on a still lake. I mean, that equals calm. We lived in Colorado for several years and I really enjoyed hiking. Uh, A posted sign we saw often when getting up into the foothills was what to do when approached by a mountain lion. Certainly a trigger for anybody. Essentially, the advice was to be scarier than them. Make yourself big, loud, and don't run. Reading one of those signs kind of made you wonder, who's attacking who? And that may not be too far from the advice we need to take when confronted by a potentially decalming situation, even when not in the mountains. New research has revealed that people who welcome the challenge of a crisis... So much so that overcoming the challenge excites them, perform far better than those who try to force themselves to be calm. Our attacking the issue or crisis seems to neutralize what otherwise might be a panicked response. Calm and even confidence comes from our heading in the direction of the cause of nerves and turning our anxiety into energy and excitement. As you might expect, Travis gives us some good questions to consider to help us settle down. But what he's missing is a crucial first step and the sure footing with which we should respond to all of life. That's why I call this article Peace, Then Calm Under Pressure. I view calm and peace a little like happiness and joy. Whereas calm and happiness are situational and fleeting, peace and joy are foundational and permanent. As is the case with most of the articles at Wisdom in All Things, we need to take the author's suggestions as being a layer we apply to a firm foundation. What we have then is a sensible application of science or psychology or logic to a biblical basis. So here's the foundation that I want to propose. First, strengthen our weakness. First and and always first is pray. God says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Secondly, remind ourselves of the sure footing. We can't lose sight of the peace we already have in Christ. In Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. As a Christian, this is true of us in all situations. We have peace, and it will guard our hearts and minds. And the third part of the foundation, be slow to speak. In pressurized situations, our minds tend to race. Keeping our mouths shut, at least at first, can be best for our thinking and ultimately responding properly. Being slower to speak allows time for logic to begin forming and the Spirit to help us present the truth in love. So with that, the foundation, let's look at calm. First, we want to desire the desired behavior. Travis says, staying composed, focused, and effective under pressure are all about your mentality. People who successfully manage crisis are able to channel their emotions into producing the behavior they want. One of the first questions we want to ask is, how do I really want to respond in this situation? We need to set our desires on that response. Secondly, grab a hold of some logic. 
As we channel our desire toward the calmer response, continue the line of questioning. In essence, we're stalling panic to allow logic to take over to bring reality to our perspective. Travis offers two key questions to ask. What's the worst that will result? Sometimes we get worked up over nothing or something very small. So what's the worst that can happen? Secondly, he says, will this matter in five years? We feel like the things that matter in this moment and that are so overwhelming later on turn out to be nothing or at most not very significant. And lastly, as we're talking about the calm, it's not you, it's the situation. Bradbury suggests that if a public failure is the cause of anxiety, realize that people are focused less on you and more on correcting what caused the anxiety in the first place. That may be true in part, but what may help further is quickly apologizing and then leading the way to the solution. Owning it would seem to help us more quickly get past the initial embarrassment, i.e. the source of anxiety, and direct everyone's attention to the fix. We can't be surprised by finding ourselves in pressure situations. Regardless of our being the cause of the anxiety, we can respond the right way by appropriating our firm foundation and attacking the source of anxiety. The peace that God provides will allow us to guard our hearts and minds so that we can think and respond calmly. I'm doing this a few times a month. Check back for the next episode or swing on by wisdominallthings.com for articles and to get signed up for the email version of this. It's all at wisdominallthings.com.